I'm Sean. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to Sean and Mike Take a Hike. So what are we talking about today, Sean? Uh, today, I think we're going to talk about trekking poles. Yeah, this is one that you've uh, been wanting to talk about. You've got strong I, feelings. You've got strong feelings about this one. I have very strong feelings, and I have been wanting to talk about it. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be, like, if we have an episode where people are going to write in or send us comments, I feel like it's going to be this one. Because um, I have I have question, I have a lot of questions. Maybe I have more questions than I have strong feelings about it, but I have strong that emotions about trekking poles. So you and I have trekking poles. We do, we do. We we took them on one trip that I recall. Maybe we took them on two. I think but... I took mine on two, but my second time well that gets into the whole thing. So first off, <laughs> trekking poles, right? Okay. Right. What are they? I I don't <laughs> get it. I <laughs> <laughs> this, this is why I have strong feelings about it. When you so were a kid, you, you always wanted to find that perfect walking stick. You're, you're in the woods, you find that perfect walking stick, and you held on to that thing. Well, at least I held on to that damn thing all summer. Like, just wanted to have the perfect walking stick. No idea why. It didn't help. It just... Okay, that's, okay. that's exactly my point, though. Right. No idea why, and it didn't help. Right. So, <laughs> when you and I started doing this, what, three, close to four years ago now, when we were doing all of our research about all mm-hmm. the things, you and I both said, well, we can probably get away with starting without trekking poles. Like, that wasn't, right. like, a must-have for the first trip, because we've talked about it before, you're spending all this money. It was like, okay, what what are like the must-haves, and then what are the like we'll get down the line somewhere. So right. we started with no trekking poles. You and I went on our first trip. No trekking poles. No trekking poles. I think we went. What did we go? Like twenty-three miles that first time. In yeah. What I would call, as far as Michigan goes. Pretty rough terrain. We yep. were in the Porkies. Yep. We're which in... I know are not real mountains, but they're kind of mountains. I mean, I answered a trivia question at one of our state parks. They had, like, what is the highest mountain range or biggest mountain range in Michigan? Right. And I answered the Porcupine Mountains, and I got it right. I didn't win anything, but I got it right. And so right. they, it was a trivia question. They're mountains. They're not the Rockies. I, I mean, They're not, I think, you know. Yeah, right. They're not the Rockies. <laughs> They're not even the Appalachians. Right. They're, They're small mountains, but I think they're mountains. But so we went 23 miles over. There's a lot of elevation a gain. A lot of elevation gain. A lot of rocky, uneven terrain. Mm-hmm. We were had our full packs on. And I'll I'll throw this in too. That was the first trip that we keep mentioning that we way overpacked food and way overpacked clothes, so we had extra weight than what we would take now. That's a good point. Yes, exactly. So first trip, no trekking poles, not a problem. Yeah. 
Was it the next one? It it was our got? next three day or uh, or four day or the trip. It wasn't our next. Our next one was in the fall, and we just did the overnighter. Um, right, 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 right. So we had so our next big trip. Right. So our next big trip, we had we had we had polls for. We decided to give them a go. We found a, a decent price on them, and decided let's let's try them. And see how it goes. Worst comes to worst, we just strap them to our pack and we don't use them. Right. And so even leading up to that, I think what prompted us to get them is I talked to a buddy that I worked with that had uh, our next. So our next trip was in Pictured Rocks. We I talked to a guy that had when um, now this was a younger guy, but he had went with his youth group with church or something, um, and. So we got to talking one day when I found out that he was a hiker and I'm like, all right, give me your, give me your hot take. Like, what's your hot take on trekking poles? And he's like, oh, I love trekking poles. Highly recommend them. They're great. Love them. Highly recommend. So we got Mm -hmm. trekking poles for our next big trip. Well, I got I didn't think I needed them. You, you were getting them and you found a deal. I think they were 25, 30 bucks, somewhere around there, like for a little kit and everything. So I was like, well, I'm not going to be the one like, if I'm if if I'm struggling and you're just with your trekking poles just moving right along, I was like, well, I'm gonna look like an idiot. And I was like, it's twenty five bucks or whatever. I can afford that, so I might as well bite the bullet and can't let you get anything without me getting it. So, <laughs> well, ex- exactly. But and I mean, we we're saying that these are cheap trekking poles, but I, I mean, I guess I don't know what nice trekking poles are per se. But these are, you know. Yeah, lightweight. Well, like you said, we got a deal on grips, it. it was, we, the, we paid twenty five dollars, you know, but the that's not the regular and, retail price. So, yeah, yeah, right. So, so we get them. We go on this trip. I will say my experience with them, and I stand by this to this day. I think if you have mobility issues. Trekking poles are probably a nice thing to have. If you've got maybe maybe some balance issues or maybe some, uh, like, I don't have the best knees. I'm in my 40s. My knees are kind of shot. But I've got knees that are fully functional. But yep. maybe if I didn't have fully functional knees or, I don't know, probably some sort of hip problem or maybe some weak ankles or something, maybe trekking poles are great. Yeah, I took some notes. I was thinking about it a lot, knowing that this was going to be our topic today. I, I came a little bit more prepared than I than I normally do. Um, that, that's that's one of my cons that I had was that okay. it was just added stress to your and weight to your arms. So you're moving along. I'm used to just walking. My arms are swaying free, all that stuff. I've got my pack on. My pack's a proper fitting pack. It snugs my shoulders nice. It hugs my back, and it's real tight on my waist. You feel it there, but it doesn't move. It's comfortable. So I don't feel the need to have that extra weight on my arms. Um, It's just, I don't don't know, because it's extra weight, but then it's also, you've got, I don't know, I'm a short person, so maybe I've got 32 inches or however many inches of pull but you're swinging that with every stride that's more swing with every stride so yep. not for me i i have that 
a note down there is like, I don't find them necessary for me. But like you said, if you have stability issues, you need help going up. If you want that extra, like you're, you can take the weight off your legs to, and be able to push down into the ground a little bit. To, if you need to help getting uphill or downhill or just around an obstacle, then the, the great. I would. Le- I legitimately feel like I would have been better off for some of those super steep hills that we climbed that had a, like a lot of elevation. I feel like I would have been better off over the length of the trip going up on my hands and knees had I needed yeah. to yeah, rather I than taking these trekking poles. The other factor with that trip was that it was about 90% humidity and it was about 90, 95 degrees. So it was miserable conditions with no breeze. So there is that other caveat to it. Yeah. But I don't think that the trekking poles helped that situation. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, totally. I think it made it worse. Cause like you were saying like the, okay, so you're normally walking, right. Or normally hiking or whatever. And you're swinging your arms and okay. These trekking poles were lightweight and everything, but you're still, kind of like exaggerating your motion yeah. in order to get it in front of you to plan it where you need to plan it. So even, even if the poles weighed nothing, you're still yeah. exaggerating the way that you're moving your arms, which takes more energy. And yeah. I was exhausted after using them, like in yeah. a way that I have never been on any other trip. And like you said, it was super hot and there were like other things working against us that trip too. But yeah, well, and another thing that I wrote down as a con, I, we're, since we're kind of griping on them and everything, well, I'll go through my cons first. Um, <laughs> another thing that I had written down as one of my cons was that it's it's just another thing you have to keep track of. Another thing you have to store, like figure like when you're setting up camp, you have to. It's just another thing to have, like so. Every everything. Yep is is space taken up now granted most packs will have straps on the outside you can tie them to like ours do they like ours didn't take up any space on the inside for the last day of our trip we just strapped them right to the side of our packs and said screw them i'm not using them so but we had to carry them out so we weren't we didn't lose any weight but we we just we lost that that extra motion on your arms so it it was easier uh, the day after yeah. using them. So it's not. I would love, I would love somebody to write in or comment on the social medias or something like, what am I missing? Cause I feel like I'm missing something. Cause I see so many people out on the trails with trekking poles that I feel like I'm the one that's doing it wrong. Yeah. A lot of the channels that I follow, and a, and a lot of things that I read is that they're not for everybody. They serve their purpose, but a lot of people, a lot of people don't use them. We barely, I'm not going to say we barely run into any people that use them, but the people that we camped with this past trip that, cause we had the communal sites and fire pits yep. and everything, they didn't use, none of them use tracking. Mm, is that true? I, I I don't recall seeing any any trekking poles, but there may have been booze involved. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, 
I think um, I think those people at which one was it? The whatever that campground were was that we were at that was by uh, was that Osabel East? It was probably Osabel East that we were at by the lighthouse. By yep. the lighthouse? Um, yeah. I yeah. think those people. That was the Osabel uh, lighthouse. I think, okay, yeah. So that would make sense. So yeah. So the Osabel lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think those people that were down kind of like at the bottom of the hill in the hammocks that didn't come out to the fire with us, I think they had trekking poles. Well, I don't consider them camping with us because they are antisocial. Well, they were antisocial, but whatever. Be anti. I'm, I'm, I don't hold that against them. Be antisocial. <laughs> That's fine. I know. I, I don't like people either, but we met some fun, nice people. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, so those those are pretty much the cons I had um, because I. I only have the one experience with them, and I, I realized pretty quick that they weren't for me. I'm not going to poo-poo on for everybody. If you use them, great. Write in. Tell us tell us what they do for By you. By all means. Like, right. Because I'm, I'm confused. That's yeah. where I'm at. Like, if it works for you, that's great. And I'm not telling anybody not to use them. Mm-hmm. I, I go back to, like, I really feel like I'm doing something wrong. Because people swear by them. Yeah. Like, the guy that I worked with. He's like, oh yeah, you gotta get trekking poles. You gotta, they're, you know, they're great. You gotta have trekking poles. And it's like, okay, well, my experience with them after using them, I don't get it. I genuinely am right. I doing it wrong? I don't. Even when I was using them, now again, we're not used to using them, so maybe I just didn't have the right. like, the method down. But yeah, I'm not. I don't walk with trekking poles in my daily life. I don't use a cane. I'll be honest, I kind of right. had to, like, pay attention to with, like, how, how does this Where work? Where am it? I sticking it? And, and mm-hmm. for that matter, you know there were people out there using them because you commented about all the holes in the ground. Yeah, well, I had the feet on mine. I had the, um, ours came with, like, different things, and ours were for to help preserve or not put holes yeah. in the ground. I had the, I had the little rubber feet on mine. So I wasn't leaving all that stuff, but you see all the time where like they they have to be just I don't know they're picking up garbage. It, it almost looks like they're just like you know you see the people on the side of the highway with their sticks and stuff picking up garbage. Yeah, no, I know. So it's like, is, is that well, what you asked, going I think here? you asked me. You're like, know. is this bugs or what is this? I'm like, no, no, that's trekking pole. Yeah, that tre- that's trekking pole hole. Yep. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I I don't know. It it takes me back to my. When I was a kid, I lived behind a very small ski hill in Michigan here, and I would we would my parents would just drop us off. We'd go mm-hmm. skiing for hours, and everybody had poles, and I didn't know what to do with them, so I never used poles. Like this, same thing. Like poles on the ski hill, I have no idea what. They're yeah, used I kind of don't get that either. I'm not a skier, but like I've. We, you know, yeah. we in high school, we did the, oh, everybody paid 20 bucks and we'll bust you to the same ski hill that you're talking about. And, um, you know, you yeah. can go down the bunny hill for a couple of hours or whatever. And, and I would see people, and I was one of the kids, you know, I'm yeah. renting skis. I don't know my own skis. So you would rent them and they were like, all right, what right. size pole do you want? Like, well, I don't, you know, Hey, I, I don't even know how to stand on these skis, let alone what size pole I need. So it's like, I don't know, hand me whatever. And. 
even not knowing what I was doing with that, it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know where these go. Like, what do they, how do you move with them? And <laughs> like, those seem to be in the way too. So yeah, it's same, same thing with ski poles. Yeah. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get the, they have to serve a purpose because they exist. Oh, so well, yeah. that's. I think there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that exists that for no purpose, but. Well, well, there, yeah, I guess there is that, but uh, yeah. So I just don't know what they're. Uh, what, what, I don't get it. I, I, is it a fashion? Is it a, is a fashion statement? Is it is it a, just an accessory? I write in, tell us. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel that they're necessary for me. I will say, some of the tent setups that I have looked at over the years. Um, will work where you can use trekking poles in conjunction with the tent so that you can then use those poles to like as the poles for your tent. And I still... I have that on my uh, list. Well, so I still have questions. (laughs) I I think I have less questions about that. Like if that's what you're going to do for your tent poles okay, then I kind of get why you have trekking poles then. Although, for my money, I'd rather just have the regular shock cord tent poles and no trekking poles. But maybe, I guess, if right. you're already, maybe if you're the type of person that, like, you love your trekking poles to begin with, and then you can save your weight from the tent poles because you're already going right. to have your trekking poles, but then I go back to like, why do you have your trekking poles? Like, because I still don't get it. Right, right. So I'm in the same boat, obviously. But the one thing I'll say that from a lot of the things I've looked into with it is that you're, you're correct. There, we, we, you and I have what is called a freestanding tent, and we'll get into that with our our tents. Uh, we have a whole yeah. thing planned with tents, but we have what's called a freestanding tent, which comes with its own poles. Whereas there are the now I'm drawing a blank on what they're called. They're not freestanding tents where they require the trekking poles. They tend to be less expensive because you're not paying for the poles. You're just paying for the fabric. So there, there's that whole thing. Um, so th- that's, that's one pro of the trekking poles is that if you want a trekking pole tent, then you'll pay a little bit less money. The downside of that though too is that there's they're typically only single wall and they don't uh have the the vents and everything like we have in ours so they hold on to moisture and everything inside the tent. So like I said, we'll get into all of that on our tent episode and everything, but there are there is that pro that you could end up spending less money on a nicer tent if you have your trekking poles. So that's a pro that I have written down. It's again not for me. I don't. But know. it's a pro for trekking poles. I don't know. So that sounds like a nicer tent. <laughs> you know. Well, like, well <laughs> so, okay. So maybe if you're spending the same amount of money, I don't know. I guess I just right. So this and okay. <laughs> this is why yeah. I have strong feelings because clearly right. I don't understand. You and nobody has been able to explain it in a way that I will understand. So that's why I have <laughs> strong feelings about trekking poles. Right. And like, Don even, has strong feelings when he doesn't understand. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that is for the general public. I think people have strong feelings about things that they don't understand. And I can give lots of examples, but this is not that type of podcast. So right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just don't get it. And like I said, I've said this before and now I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but like, tell me I'm wrong or tell me what I'm missing. Cause right. yeah. if, if you're one of these people that is, Oh no, diehard trekking pole has got to have your trekking poles. Like, please tell me what I'm missing. Cause clearly right. my experience with them was either abnormal or maybe it's normal. Maybe we're the right ones. And these people with trekking poles are wasting their money on something just so that they look like the cover of a catalog. I don't know. Yeah, there could be that. Like I said, is it is it a fashion statement? It maybe is a fashion so, statement. Maybe your trekking poles match so. your outfit. And look, right? You want? I don't mind. If, do if that is good enough for you <laughs> to have trekking poles because you want to be matchy matchy and and you know, uh, do what works for you. I'm not I'm not telling anybody not to use them. Like if you're diehard about it, right. or even if you're curious and you think they might be for you, I'm not going to tell you not to buy them. I just don't get it. Right. Again, we have never claimed to be professionals at this. No, we are no. simply, I mean, right now, right now we are more or less asking questions than providing advice. Yeah, this is a very, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, for, for our, for our 14 followers maybe, and three of them, we are in our household. Maybe, maybe, uh, so it's, what is it? It's amateur hiking advice for amateur hikers. Maybe this is us asking for amateur for advice. Like this is right, what this yeah. episode is all about is please give me your advice. <laughs> please, <laughs> please write in and tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then, so I guess for anybody looking into trekking poles, for what it's worth, what Mike and I found when we were looking into them is there's um, a couple of different handle styles. There's natural cork yep. versus synthetic. That's um, usually some sort or of plastic uh, or a plastic. Uh, what we found when we were looking or what I found, I guess I should say when I'm looking into it, was that um, most people recommend the cork handle. Uh, did you mm -hmm. find anything different than that, Mike? No. Uh, I didn't do as much research as you did. I wasn't really. I kind of knew I was going to not like them, but I was <laughs> not going to not try them. So I wasn't going to waste a ton of time researching them. Yeah. I, you you found these ones that were like in in the right price range, and I was like, well, it's only $20, 25 30 bucks, whatever. I, I'll take a shot. So um, that's. That's I don't I don't know if that's the right way to go about it, but cork is a a tested over time handle material right. for a lot of different things, so you can trust it. Synthetic cork, I mean, probably just as good, probably more expensive. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know about the more expensive but, part. I mean, I, yeah. I can't quite honestly probably should have done some research. I feel like that's the theme of every episode is I probably should have done more research, but um, <laughs> that's why I took notes this time. <laughs> I don't remember like the, they just were saying like the cork, like it, it conforms to your hand better. And then like with your hands sweating it, like the cork kind of moisture wicks, the sweat off. I don't know. They were just saying that the, that the cork yeah, ones are better. And something. then they come with a bunch of different tips or, 
I think I don't think all of the different ones come with the variety of tips. Ours come with interchangeable tips, so you can have yeah. um, either the rubber foot. Uh, what I was reading was the rubber foot is what they want you to use in areas where they don't want you to impact the environment so much because apparently right. the you know the little divot holes that the pointy ends make in the earth helps it's something with erosion and all the things so if you're in an area that's kind of more protected they want you to use the rubber foot um the spiky point is better you know if you're really needing to dig in and you really need that traction and you don't want your um your pole to slip on you uh and then the other one that ours came with was um it came with like a little wind snow i think snow is the other one that it came with because it came with like that yep. little i guess i don't know what that piece is called but it, you put it on in conjunction with the pointy tip and then it does it it's like a ski pole almost at that point where it's got like that yeah that cuff around it that's what i was gonna say it like it will poke through like a top layer if there's a little sheet of ice or whatever yeah. on the top layer but it, it'll grip onto the snow so it won't dig as deep so you can actually get traction in snow which now that i've been shitting on trekking poles for like the last 20 minutes or whatever i would say <laughs> you and i do not hike in the snow <laughs> <laughs> you and I don't hike in the snow, but I almost there's, wonder. <laughs> there's a light bulb. I just saw the light bulb. Well, I almost think it might be nice if you were trekking in the snow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I get it now. <laughs> no, but there, like there are purposes. Okay. Like, so if yeah. you were in the snow or ice, mm-hmm. you know. And you had a pack on, and it was, like, snowy and icy. Well, okay, that maybe I get. Maybe those, maybe that I understand. Because I think you would have to be picking your feet up higher than you normally would. Plus, you got 50 pounds on your back, and you're off balance then. Okay, then maybe, but that gets back to the mobility issue. And I said I understand it if you have mobility issues. Yeah. so this past weekend I was out fishing and, and on the trail that we take uh, to get out of the river for salmon fishing, not just like out on a lake, we're on a river. And that hill, you've been on that mm-hmm. hill g- going up to the road and everything. Uh, we were with some not so young people and they have some mobility issues and breathing issues. And so... I just told them they didn't have poles. Like they're carrying their their fishing rods out of the out of the the woods, but they weren't. They didn't have trekking poles or anything like that. I just told them, just take half steps. You don't have to try to climb up this thing in twenty steps. Like if it takes you sixty steps, that's fine. Right. So you, uh, that's the one thing I found with going uphill is instead of relying on my arms to help me with trekking poles. I'll take half steps. I find that my heart rate doesn't get elevated as high. I don't get out of breath as easy. And I get up the hill not as fast, but it's not a race. I know. You told me that. I just take that, little half steps. You told me that this last trip, I think you're the one that told me, oh, just take yeah. half, half steps going up, which kind of seems like a no-brainer, but I had never really thought about it until you said to do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of yeah. makes sense. And it did make it a lot easier. I didn't find that I was, like, as nearly out of breath when we got to the top. Right. 
you know, I don't know if it's guys being guys or just people being people or whatever, but like when you get to a staircase or whatever, you just want to run up and like do it two at a time. Oh yeah. I'm like a two at a time on the stairs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but then you get up to the top and your, your legs are more tired. Mm -hmm. You're out of breath more. You're exerting yourself more. You think you get up there faster, which you probably do. It's half the amount of time or steps, but at the same time, you exerted more energy. You're out of breath. Like, so same kind of principle. If you just take it one at a time and take your time, it's. I bet there's some scientist out there that would tell you doing steps two at a time does save you energy in the long run, even though it's like more <laughs> energy per step. Yeah. I bet there's an equation, and I bet they would tell you, well, actually, yeah. um, it actually is better. I'm, I'll probably get hate mail for this one, but it, it's probably the guy on YouTube that's not peer-reviewed. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So Okay, so I kind of get the trekking poles if you're trekking in the snow. Um. Or, or it could, if, I mean, if you're in a situation or you know it's going to be muddy, things like that, that same kind of a tip with the, the snow tip could work in some mud or loose sand, things of that nature. So if you know the environment you're going into, they could work out in those situations. Okay, so then the question becomes, for you and I, on a regular trip, right, like on just our normal mm-hmm. yearly 25 mile, whatever. Is it worth strapping them to your pack and taking them? Do you think it's worth it? Not knowing if you're going to need them. I am going to say no for me. Because we, this past trip, we encountered that loose sand and some decent uphill with some loose sand that I don't know if trekking poles would have made a difference. I can't say, like, okay, if if it's in the wintertime and there's potential for snow and all that stuff, maybe. But just our normal August trip where there's... I'm going to say a half a percent of uh, chance of snow because it's Michigan and there's always sure. a chance that okay. it can snow. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> I'm probably not going to take them just because we don't have the difference in terrain that a lot of different areas have. Maybe that's our, that's could be our problem too, is we don't understand. Well, we see a lot of people at trekking poles, but we talk to a lot of people that have hiked, the Appalachians, they've hiked, uh, you know, out west uh, in Washington, and you know, uh, for lack of a better term, the Oregon Trail. <laughs> like they've <laughs> they've been out, they've been out west, they've been out east, like to where they actually have elevation changes. Where you know, you and I'll bitch about, you know, oh man, we've got a four hundred foot incline coming. You right. know, like that's nothing to ninety percent of the hikers out there. So I don't we're used to like on a given day, like yeah, we we gained a hundred foot, you know, like <laughs> Yeah, I wonder I mean you and I have never done like the Appalachian Trail or the Pacific Crest Trail. We've we've never been on those, so I guess I don't know. But I wonder what the elevation change is on a daily basis on those. Because I think you're hiking yeah. you're not going to the bottom and then back to the top. Are you? I don't think you are. So I wonder what a daily. I mean, a lot, a lot of ours, 
you know, we were hiking and we're going along. It seems just fine. And then all of a sudden you got a lot of uphill and then you got a lot more downhill and then you get to a little river crossing or a stream crossing or whatever. And I always make the, the joke of like, why didn't they just build a bridge so we didn't have to cr- climb all the way right. down here just to go right back up there? Yeah, you and I. You know, why you couldn't and I somebody always, just build a bridge? Yeah, you and I always call that like, oh, we're getting to the bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're getting to the bullshit where you got all this uphill and downhill. Like I said, we're in Michigan. We don't have a lot of elevation change. It might be a twenty foot or, and or I, a forty foot change in elevation. And but. I hear what you're saying, but also we are usually hiking near the lake. So we're at the point where the river has to be that far down. <clears throat> I, I understand what you're saying, but we are also at a cliff. Well, the last two years on our longer trip, we have been at a cliff shore at the pictured rocks to where that's hundreds of feet up. Right. But that's what I'm and saying. If you were, you ha- if you were at the yeah. Pacific Crest Trail, let's say you're not. Okay. You're not at the lowest point of the river because the river has a long way to get to right. the ocean still or to whatever lake it's going that's, to. That's true. Or, so, I'm, okay. so that's, I guess I'm just wondering, is it similar elevation change in? So if you have experience with that, please write in also. This is just the, the please write us. We're lonely. Yeah, this, I have questions. Uh, so if you want to write in, <laughs> I have lots of questions. Um, <laughs> we want, we need, we need friends and information. I don't know. I just, at the end of the day, my experience with trekking poles, I'm not going to recommend them. I'm not going to tell you not to use them. I am not going to put the Sean and Mike take a hike stamp of approval on them. Uh, The only other thing that I was going to say is that I have heard, I didn't experience this myself, but if you apparently use them the right way, uh, they can help you when you're going downhill or uphill, help you alleviate, or I guess on a level plane or whatever, if you use your arms more, but again, that it's exerting your arms, putting more, uh, put pressure on your arms and everything, so you need more upper body strength, but it, it can alleviate some of the weight and pressure off of your back. And your and your and your hips, so that is a pro for them. I think the better pro though is just get a very well well fitting pack. Spend a little bit of extra money on your pack that fits you, and go go have it measured. Make sure you got a pack that fits you. If you're, I'm a small frame, and my pack is a small. Uh, I'm normally a medium and everything else that I buy, but my pack is a small frame. And it fits me perfectly. It, it hugs all the right places. It doesn't rub or anything on my hips. It just, everything is fine. It doesn't move. So I don't feel the need to alleviate any of that weight because the fit kind of does that for me. See, and for me... So that's that's my take. I don't, I don't disagree with any of that that you are saying. The only thing that I will say, the, the pro that I found with the trekking poles... Um, if we're looking for a pro is when, so I know you're, you're looking for a pro. So my, my thing with my knees, like I don't have, my knees are fine. Like I'm not complaining about my knees, whatever, but I do have, I have always had a problem where 
according to the doctors, I don't have the right amount of cartilage in my knees. So when I go downstairs or down a hill or down a ladder, um, my knees don't like to work right in that, like, instead of it being a smooth motion, it's like a jaggedy motion. Um, mm-hmm. where like, I, I noticed that when you're going down, yeah. people have mentioned like when I come down off a ladder and stuff, they're like, you weren't that high. What were you afraid of? It's like, okay, I'm not afraid. My knees just don't work right coming down. So like, I'm kind of like jittery coming down. So going down and hill, you're also afraid. well, and I'm also afraid cause I don't like to be up high, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever, but going downhill <laughs> with trekking poles, I will say it was easier on my knees going downhill. Okay with my trekking pole. But having said that, I still don't know if it was that much better to make it worth the trekking poles. Like, cause I'm, I'm not using the poles. Like it's, I didn't find that much benefit that I didn't feel the need to take them on the next trip. Right. That's what I was going to say. Are you going to strap them to your pack and be like, oh, we're going downhill. Let me get my poles out. Right. Like all that. Yeah, clearly you know? not. So, I mean, like, like we I went... said, it's not a race. If you want to stop, set up your poles, get them all adjusted right and everything, go down a hill for 30 seconds and then put your poles away. Yeah. I <laughs> then just... then I, I'm all for it. If that's what you need to do, well, and I, I will wait. I just know how my knees work. Like, I... <laughs> I correct yeah. that by going down which i mean there's probably going to be somebody that writes in that says this is a bad idea too but like i just wind up going down kind of sideways because i'm a little bit yep. better going down sideways just taking little baby steps going down that way yes i understand it's probably a better way to roll your ankle and all that sort of stuff but it seems to work for me oh. so yeah i would i would just say you're I've, I've watched you go down the hills i mean we, you and i trade off uh front and back i like said i in previous episodes i let you yeah. go in front so you get the spider webs right. but so I, I i watch you go down hills and you watch where you're putting your feet i don't think it's any extra risk of rolling your ankle because i think more people that just walk face first down the hill yeah you're probably paying more attention to where you're placing your feet than than the average person so yeah and if, and if you probably have less and if given the opportunity so, i use a small tree or whatever like as right. like a yeah. thing to catch myself so that i'm not yep you know which i understand yeah. is not always going to be an option but where that's an option i'll i'll use a tree uh, to like kind of lean however on you can comfortably and safely get down the hill do it yeah if i don't see that I mean, if somebody writes in and they've got a valid point, I guess that's that's why. Again, please write us. Um, but <laughs> Mike the, is lonely, uh, and Mike wants you to write in. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it, however you get down the hill without, I mean, sand's falling. Like that's the the not the way to get down a hill. I mean, it works, but it's not going to. Well, be it'll get it'll get you down free. the hill. That'll probably get you down the it'll hill get, real fast. But uh, I just don't see there being a wrong way getting down the hill that makes it more comfortable on your body. Yeah. So if trekking poles are the answer or if using a tree and going down sideways or even crawling down backwards, like you're a toddler going downstairs, whatever, however you need to get down the hill, scoot down on your butt that, if you've got to, I mean, right. Yeah. Whatever, whatever works. So some people might see you on the trail and laugh at you, but 
You got to remember, ninety percent of the time you're spending on the trail, you're not going to see anybody. Yeah. So do it. Do what you need to do. Well, and here's and, the bottom line: everybody out there, for the most part, I mean, unless you're in just like a day use area or something, but realistically, for the most part, right. I don't find that people out on the trail are very judgmental about anybody else. Like whatever's working for you, you're out no. here doing the things yeah. that everybody else is doing. So whatever you're doing, uh, maybe I'm. I find most people that we come across on the trail to be very friendly and very like, Hey, good for you. You're doing it. You're one of yep. the, you know, you're one of the people out here. Yeah. You're part so, of the community. Yeah. You're part yeah. of the community. So I don't, I well, don't personally find that people are super judgy. They're either going to say, why the hell didn't I think of that mm-hmm. to, to get down there? Or like, Oh, I've been there. Like you know, you're so exhausted or you're hurting or whatever, you're going down a hill the wrong, not the wrong way, but like an abnormal way, right. not not just walking down the hill. Right. You know, somebody's like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. So that that's 90% of the people out there. You might get the, the a-holes that are just whatever, you're doing it wrong, whatever, you know. They're not, but they're, they're probably not going to tell you on the trail. They're just going to say good afternoon, good morning, whatever, and walk past you. Yeah, they're just going to laugh at you when you get to camp. I mean, they're not going to laugh to your face. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, that's, I, I don't, I've exhausted all of my notes, so I don't want to rag on trekking poles anymore because I know that they have a purpose for people, just not me. Yeah. Or a, I don't you apparently. I don't want to rag on them. I just don't get it, and I right. I just clearly don't get it. So tell me what I don't get. If you're out there listening, right. and you have other opinions, tell me what I don't get. But if you're right. an amateur hiking looking for amateur hiking advice, and you want my hot take on them, um, I wouldn't run right out and buy and, them. And you're pretty able-bodied if you need the stability help get them Absolutely. but if you are pretty able-bodied then then go without see how it works without and or or get get a, a deal like we got where a cheap set have them with you in case you feel you need them don't go spending i've seen 200 300 trekking poles yeah not for me. I mean, or check with but, your check with your local outfitter. Some of these local outfitters have, uh, you know, rental. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you could always that. you could always rent some if you're yep. kind of on the fence about it. Um, Take you know, them on a, on your inaugural or second trip or whatever, yeah. and uh, go for it. Yeah, and and again, if you should you know your body better than I know your body, you the listener, um, and you Mike know your body better than I know your body, <laughs> but. <laughs> So if you feel like you need, (laughs) if you feel like you're going to need them, you know best. I I certainly don't know the listener. You know, I don't don't know what your requirements are. If if you are even questioning, if you're thinking, yeah, I might need that assistance. Well, then by all means, please go get them. But for the general public that is able-bodied without mobility issues and without stability issues, Yep. I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on them. Yeah. Yep. Until they make the trails ADA compliant, I I don't know. Which we do not have a whole episode on ADA compliance, but let me just tell you people, these trails are not ADA compliant. So 
<laughs> Mike and I made I several comments <laughs> the last trip about, well, this is an ADA compliant. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Not, not, not even <laughs> remotely. <laughs> they yeah. are not. So, so if you're thinking... <laughs> If you're thinking they're going to be, if you if you need yeah. ADA compliance to to move about, then um, unfortunately the trail may not be for you. I hate to say that because the trail should be for everybody. It's so beautiful, but um, okay. So I guess at the end of the day, that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else that you want to add about trekking poles, Mike? No. I think we've ragged on them enough. We we at least got some positives out there, and I'm happy about that because I don't just want to rag on something we know nothing about. So we we have we had a negative experience with them, and that that's our take on it. So take it with a grain of salt. Like Sean was saying, if you're able bodied, if you are able to walk up a hill, anything like that, even with 30, 40, 50 pounds on your back, then I personally am not going to recommend them. My recommendation is not worth a whole lot being an amateur hiker, but I don't feel the need to, <laughs> to, to use them. Again, if you feel like you need to rent them, if you feel like you want to buy the, a cheap set or whatever, have with you just in case you run into terrain you may not know you're getting involved with, then go for it. I just again don't feel that that it's for me. So um, that that that's yeah. kind of my two cents, our our four cents, whatever you want to call it. But um, if if you don't have anything else, again, uh, please write us. Um, we're at the at Sean Mike Hike at all the socials and at Sean Mike Hike at gmail dot com. So. Give us a again. Tell us what we're doing wrong. What we don't know much about trekking poles. Tell us all all you know about trekking poles. If if you feel that strongly about them, we could revisit this topic and maybe have Jan as a guest. <laughs> Something along those lines. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So, I would say the exact same yeah. thing. Like I am actively asking for feedback right. on this because so, if I'm if somebody can come up with a good something that I have missed. Yep. Like I, I would love to be corrected. Yep. So, yeah. So reach out to us if you have drastically different opinions or if we have missed something. Uh, we can always revisit this in a future episode if somebody gets with us and is telling us, "Well, you're wrong, and this is why, and this is why they're great." Like, by yeah, by yeah, all things, means, things we say. never thought about or yeah, whatever. For yeah. sure. So, um, yeah. So uh, I guess with that. Um, that's all I got, Mike. Go, go take a hike. Oh yeah, go take a hike, eh? <laughs> <laughs>